Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Outspoken with Pastor Brister Smith. I hope everybody is having a great day. Um, I'm very excited about this new adventure, this new opportunity to uh, reach my viewers and my uh, followers on Twitter and all of my other platforms. Uh, for those of you that's new to me and new to uh, what I'm about, uh, this episode is going to be uh, just a little insight on what I plan on doing in the future and, and really what my goal is uh, going forward. So for those of you that's new, I am a pastor here in Merrillville, Tennessee. I am the proud pastor of Shepherd's Cove Church. Um, me and my dad is uh, currently in the beginning stages of getting this set up and getting this church uh, where it needs to be and uh, getting it on the right track. So I began preaching in 2020, uh, in May of 2020. I'm actually coming up on my uh, three-year anniversary of preaching. And very uh, up-and-down moments. So I, we've had some up-and-downs in this uh, ministry, but the one thing that's been constant and been consistent is Jesus Christ and His love for me and His, and his uh, mercy and His grace. It's always been consistent, never wavered, and I thank God for that. So I knew very early on in my ministry what my calling was. Um, I, you know, even before I got into preaching, even before I got into the ministry, um, I've always been an outspoken guy. Uh, even in school, stuff that I've seen that I didn't agree with. I, I was just very outspoken on it, and I, and I had an opinion on everything, and some people liked it, some people didn't, but I stood true to what I believed in, and I wish we had more of that in this country, especially in the modern-day church. On this podcast, you're going to hear me talk plainly about my issues with the modern-day church. There is a reason why I started my own church, and it's because of the fact that we have churches today that is plagued with false doctrine. It's plagued with cowardly people that refuses to stand up and do what the Word of God has commanded them to do. On this podcast, I'm going to tell you what God has told us to do, and I'm going to expose false doctrine every time I get an opportunity. The one thing that I just can't stand and that I just don't understand is people that have read the Word of God for over 30, 40, 50 years, and they still don't understand the basics. You know, we, we're in a culture right now where everybody wants God to be this limp-wristed guy who turns his head to sin and turns his head to abomination. And that's not God. God will not do that. God refuses to do that. He made us in His image. He created us. He gave us a book here called the Holy Bible, and he gave us instructions on how we're supposed to live our lives, and he told us what would happen going forward. The issue is people just don't want to heed to it, right? So Ephesians 5.11, you're going to hear that verse a lot on this episode, uh, not, not just on this episode, but on this podcast, Outspoken. You're going to hear that podcast, uh, uh, that, that podcast. That phrase a lot on this podcast. And it's this. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather we prove them. 
Reprove means expose. That's another word for reprove is expose. We have an obligation as children of God to expose the darkness that is in this world. The light of Christ lives inside of us and we are supposed to expose the darkness that is going on in this country. The fact is we used to do it back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. We did it. But once we hit the 80s and the 90s, we really became more accepting. Then when the 2000s came along, we really became accepting. And because of that acceptance, we now have powerless churches and just cowardly people inside the churches that refuse to do what the Word of God has told us to do. So what is my goal? What is, what is Pastor Brister Smith about? I'm about two things. And this is actually the mission statement for Shepherd's Cove. Expose false doctrine and make disciples of all nations. Well, you know, and 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 really, this is the this is the mission statement right here. This is actually how it's read: preach the truth unapologetically and make disciples of all nations. I believe in my heart that that is what we was called to do, is preach the truth, don't apologize for preaching the truth, and make disciples of all nations. How do we do that? We open up the Word, we ingest the Word of God, and we move forward and understand that God has a plan for our lives and we need to go along with that plan. So what kind of stuff are we going to talk about on this podcast? It's simple. We're going to talk a lot about politics. This is a political podcast. And I, I think that it's important for pastors to come out and talk about politics. You know, I, I the one thing I can't stand is when people say, you know what, pastors have no right being in the church. There's a separation of church and state. That phrase is not in our Constitution. That is a... That is, there is no law that says that. That is just another lie from the left-wing lunatics that want to take God out of everything. Right? We don't play that game here on Outspoken. We don't play that game at Shepherd's Cove. Here's the facts, folks. The same time they're telling you that we're to separate church and state, the state is infiltrating the church every single day. Look at what happened back in 2020. When COVID-19, the pandemic, came from China, what was the first thing that our government went after? It wasn't the strip clubs. It wasn't the bars. It wasn't any of that. What was it? It was the house of God. That was the first thing that got shut down in the USA. Why? Because the state is obsessed with infiltrating the church, and then they want to turn around and say that the church has no business in the state. Here's the facts. Our country went to hell when the church left the state. We, as a church, need to get back to exposing false doctrine, to expose the darkness, and to hold people accountable for what they're saying. And for for many years, even before I was a pastor, I held people to the line. When you say you're going to do something, when you say you're going to you know, do this, that, and the other. I'm gonna hold your line. I'm gonna hold you to the line. I'm gonna hold your toes to the fire, and I'm gonna make sure that you do what you say. Now, the one thing that's going on here lately, and I've been tweeting about it, 
By the way, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at, at Pastor underscore uh, Bristol. Uh, the fact is this, Kevin McCarthy, everybody was talking about how good of a speaker of the house he was going to be and how how he was going to be so much better than Nancy Pelosi, right? Donald Trump, and you're going to hear me talk a lot about Donald Trump, some good, some bad. And I, today I endorsed Vivek uh, Wamaswamy for president. I, I like Vivek, I like his plan, I like his uh, uh, what he's doing, and I'm going to talk about that too because I know that's making waves on, on Twitter and I, I want to talk about why I am going to vote for Vivek and my plan going forward. But Donald Trump pushed hard for Kevin McCarthy and said that Kevin McCarthy was going to do what he said. I said it from the very beginning, no he's not. He is not going to uh, do a thing. He's he's talking a big game, and then as soon as you get him in a Speaker of the House, he's going to flip like like a folded tent, like a cheap tent. And what what happened? He started passing bills that he knew would fail in the Senate, but it looked good on him, right? And now he won't even he won't even release the J six footage. He promised to release the January 6th footage, but here we sit, and there's no release of J6 footage. So where's the J6 footage? Well, he gave a little bit to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was going to do about three weeks on it, nothing but J6, exposing the lie that was J6. And what happened to Tucker? Well, he gets fired from Fox News, and he only mentions it one night. It goes from three weeks to one or two nights on Fox. He didn't give it to the American public like he said he was going to do. He gives it to Tucker Carlson, who does his best to try to expose it, but before he gets to be able to expose it, Fox News fires him because Chuck Schumer gets up there and demands it. And at the same time, Kevin McCarthy is getting paid by you and I, the American taxpayer, to sit up there and do absolutely nothing. It's time for Kevin McCarthy to vacate the chair. He has done nothing as being Speaker of the House. I don't care who gets mad at that. That is a fact. He's done nothing for the American people while he's been uh, Speaker of the House. Just today, folks, we gave another $300 million to Ukraine. At this time, 8.30 at night, We have veterans sleeping under bridges. We have fentanyl pouring across the southern border, killing thousands of people. We've got homicides and suicides and everything spiking at at a rate that we haven't seen in decades. We've got record high inflation. We've got recession about to go into depression. We've got high gas prices. People can't afford to buy food. People can't afford to pay their light bills. But what are we doing? We're sending $300 million to Ukraine. So we can get into another war because that's what America loves to do. They crave getting into a war because all of these politicians are paid for by the military complex. They are paid by these people. They love getting us in wars so they can sit up there and get fat rich while we're sitting down here having to go to the front lines and send our kids to the front lines. That's what the kind of stuff we're going to expose on this podcast. That's that's the kind of stuff that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Now, there's solutions to all of this, and there's 
The solutions is in the Word of God. The fact is, people don't like reading the Word of God. People don't want to open it up. It's it, it's like a forbidden thing for people to open up the Word of God nowadays. But the the facts are facts. Everything that's been foretold in the Word of God is happening right before your very eyes. You just have to wake up and realize it. Book of Proverbs, I think it's chapter 28, verse 2. When a righteous man is in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. That's what we're in right now. We're in a state of groaning because we've got people that have no idea who God is. They have no concern for the Word of God. They have no concern for the Christian people. And they're up there doing whatever they want to. And the church is just sitting back and just allowing it to happen. And the excuse that the church uses is, well, we're just going to let God handle it. Here's the problem with that. God's going to handle it. But God expects us to do our part out of the deal. He expects us to expose these people, to expose the lies that's being told. But the the fact is we ain't doing it. That's the facts. It's Proverbs 29.2. I'm sorry, I was a chapter off. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rule, the people mourn. That's what we're in. Look at the people right now. Look at what's happening across this country. I mean, just look at the fentanyl alone. Look at how many people we've lost to fentanyl just this past year. The number of deaths from fentanyl has spiked. And the resident, I don't call him president because he, he, he stole the 2020 election. The resident is sitting back and not doing a thing about it. He don't care. The sex trafficking that's happening because of these uh, Mexican cartels, these drug cartels, is it, it, it's outrageous. Folks, we have problems. We've got more problems here than Ukraine. I'm sorry. Let's focus on America. Now, the one thing I liked about, well, there's a few things I liked about Trump. One of them that I liked about him was he was America first. Let's take care of our country, and then when we get our country stable, we'll go around and we'll help these other countries. We'll help them. We'll give them uh, assistance while they're in war. We'll, We'll do whatever it takes. But first, we need to take care of the people that fought for this country. We need to take care of of our medical. We need to take care of our teachers. We need to take care of everybody here in America. We need to make sure that that the blue-collar working man is taken care of. The people that actually make this world go around. The truck drivers. The farmers. The middle class. The people that built America. Make sure they're taken care of. But what are we doing? We're sending $300 million plus dollars to Ukraine. Next week, it'll be another $300 million. The week after that, it'll be $1.5 billion. I don't know. They, I mean, they, they can't get enough. Do you know why they're sending all this money to Ukraine, for all of you people that don't know this? Because all of these officials, Mitt Romney, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, all of these people... Their sons and their grandsons, their nephews, they all work in Ukraine. They all have no-show jobs in Ukraine where they're pulling in million dollars a year. So guess what's going on? The Democrat Party is sending millions of dollars to Ukraine so it can be funneled to their kids, and then, therefore, it's funneled back straight to the DNC, Democrat Party. 
This ain't about helping Ukraine. This ain't about defending democracy. This is all about making money. It's a get-rich-quick uh, get rich quick scheme. That's all it is. Once again, it is the job of the church to expose this. It is the job of the church to say, listen, we're taking care of our people. We're taking care of the homeless like we was instructed to do by Jesus Christ. We're taking care of the middle class. We're taking care of everybody. And then you know what? When Ukraine needs help, we'll go help them. I feel bad for the people in Ukraine that's on the front lines having to defend their country. I do. I hate it. I really feel bad for them, and I pray for them. I pray that they win this war. Vladimir Putin is a wicked dictator. But I'm not going to sit here and support $300 million going to another country when that money can be used to secure our southern border, when that money can be used to help our veterans get off the streets. Now, a lot of this stuff that's coming out today, uh, more prominent names from Epstein's calendar, all of these people that went to Epstein Island, guess what? Another one includes another Obama official and a big Democrat donor. The Wall Street Journal reported that all these alleged meetings were scheduled after Epstein was convicted for solitation of a minor, and a lot of the news about Epstein was already out. They couldn't guarantee... This is coming from Red State, by the way. They couldn't guarantee that every one of the meetings in the schedule was kept. Most of the people listed claimed that the contacts with Epstein were about politics or financial matters. So let me get this straight, folks. Put yourself in this position. You find out that this guy is soliciting minors. He's, he's got minors held captive, and he's, he's, he's just a wicked man, right? He's raping little girls and everybody else. But you still go to his island anyway so you can talk to him about making money. That's how corrupt these people are. They don't have no morals. They don't care about soliciting of a child. They have no care about that at all. The only thing they care about is making sure that they have money in their wallets. And that's why they kept going. The notations in the calendar did not always outline the purpose of the meetings. Of course not. As the Wall Street Journal noted, some of the documents show that their disclosures about contacts with Epstein were incomplete. <laughs> That's one way to put it. But because people were still willing to meet with him, that helped his reputation, while he, in some of the cases, helped him with favors. Helped them with favors. A lot of the names hadn't come out before, although some had. So let's talk about some of the people that um, has went to his island. The Wall Street Journal is now revealing more names and or details from the calendar, calendar, including Larry Summers, Reed Hoffman, and Woody Allen. Woody Allen, imagine that. Larry Summers was the uh, Secretary of the Treasury under Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was his, most visit, uh, was his uh, biggest visitor of Epstein Island. Wonder why that is. Director of the National Economic Council under Barack Obama and a former president of the Harvard University. Even though Har Harvard stopped taking donation from Epstein after his guilty plea in 08, Summers continued to meet with Epstein. So even after he was evicted, uh, evicted, even though he was, uh, uh, he pled guilty, he still continued to meet with Epstein. He was convicted and he pled guilty and he still 
met with Epstein. Did not care that, hey, you know what? Uh, he just got, <laughs> he just pled guilty to this, but you know what? I'm going to go make money anyway. That's what we're up against, folks. Our kids are in danger. Our country's in danger. Our country's going down the tubes. And something's got to be done about this. Something's got to be done. I, I keep talking on Twitter all the time about how these three-letter agencies, they have to be defunded. The FBI, the DOJ, the WHO, all of these, all of these three-letter institutions, they have to be disbanded and they have to be restarted. Built from the ground up. Vivek Ramaswamy is wanting to do that. He's wanting to fire everybody in these organizations and restart the whole thing over again. I support that. That's what's going to have to happen. Because the deep state has gotten their their tentacles and their claws so deep into these three-letter uh, three organizations that there's no way of getting out of it. You're going to have to fire everybody in these organizations. That's what's going to have to happen. It, it's too far gone. The FBI, instead of worrying about the fentanyl and, and, and drug cartels and, and uh, uh, murderers and all of these people, you know what they're doing? They're going after the Catholic Church. They're going after the church in general. They don't care. It's got to stop. It's got to end. There's got to be some point where you wake up and you go, you know what? This ain't what I signed up for. This ain't the country that our forefathers fought for. So, usually my podcast is going to be about 30 minutes long, sometimes an hour, depending on uh, what all I have to talk about. Today's going to be about 30 minutes. I know I've been all over the board, but... uh, you know, talking about politics and all of that, man, I can get started and just go on and on and on. I have to watch myself. But this podcast, folks, this is going. This is very important to me. I am so excited about this. I, I, I just, I, I couldn't wait. I was going to wait till May eighth to get it, but I said I, I've got time tonight, and I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, before I get to why I endorsed Vivek Ramaswamy, I want to talk about. Um, you know, this podcast, I'm going to have, you know, an episode name and, and how many episodes there is. And, and usually when I name the episode, it's usually going to be just on that. You know, I know today's been all over the map. I've talked about Epstein. I've talked about everything. But the facts is, I, I want to talk about, I want to expose things. I want to expose what the FBI is doing. I want to expose what the DOJ is doing. I want to expose false doctrine. I want to try to help people learn. You can't trust the news. The The media is dead. The mainstream media is dead. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all of these organizations, nobody watches them for news anymore. Nobody. The only place that you can find decent truth and just tell it like it is and, and, and you be the judge of what, you know... You take the information and you say, okay, this is what I'm going to believe out of this conversation. The only way that you're going to have that from from now on, going into the future, is by podcast. Citizen journalism. That's the only way going forward that you're going to be able to get your news. That's why I'm so happy about what Elon Musk has done with the Twitter platform. 
He has took Twitter and turned it into a news platform. You can go and read these articles for yourself and make a determination based on your knowledge of the truth and say, okay, this is what's going on and this is what I'm going to believe. Instead of turning on uh, the Clinton News Network, CNN, and MSDNC, and all of these other fake news organizations, and then brainwash you 24-7 and try to shove this woke agenda down your throat, you're able to get on Twitter and say, you know what, I'm going to make my determination. I'm going to read these articles for myself without the narrative. I'm just going to take what this what this article says, and I'm going to... I'm going to I'm 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 going to read it for myself and allow my knowledge and my wisdom to guide me through this. That's the future. And I'm sorry for my snorting or whatever that I've got allergies and this this time of year pollen's coming out like crazy. So excuse me there, but so for the last five minutes of this show, I want to talk about. Uh, why I endorsed Vivek Ramaswamy and why I will be voting for him um, against Trump. And, uh, you know, DeSantis ain't announced that he's running, but he might as well have. So I'm going to talk about that too here in the last five minutes. So here's what I like about Vivek. And you know what? If he changes this, I'll change my vote. But for right now, I'm standing strong on Vivek Ramaswamy and here's why. I don't like games. I don't like people playing games. I have no use for it. Our country is in is in it, our country has went to hell. We have no time to keep playing political games and all of these all of these st- we ha- we don't have the time for it. I want somebody that has a plan that is talking about just the issues that's not attacking their uh, their uh, their opponents. They are just focused on the issues. Vivek is that guy. Donald Trump, he's attacking Ron DeSantis. He's attacking everybody. He, he, he's just... One thing I've never liked about Trump is his mouth. He needs to keep... The, and I mean, I know I'm outspoken, but Trump, he takes outspoken to a whole new level. The media baits him into these every single time. Just ignore him. Don't even answer their questions, man. Don't even ask them. Look at what Biden does. Biden don't answer their questions. He don't even take questions from the media. You know, Trump, that every time you talk to the media, they're just going to turn it around on you. So why do you even talk to them? Just leave it alone. But no, he goes and he makes these comments and it gets him in trouble and all of this. Just That's something I don't like. I don't like him attacking his own people. The people that's Republican. No matter how you feel about Ron DeSantis, I have been to Florida many times. And let me tell you something, folks. Florida is ran great. I can tell you that firsthand. I know people that live in Florida. I'm great friends with some people that live in Florida. And let me tell you, Florida is being ran like nobody's business. I support Ron DeSantis. I hope he doesn't run for president in 2024. I hope he waits till 28, but I'm pretty sure he's going to run. But Trump, my problem and the reason I can't support him now, if he wins the nomination, which I think he will, if he wins the nomination, of course I'm going to vote for Trump over Biden. I'm going to vote for anybody over Biden. I don't care who it is. I'm going to vote for anybody over Biden. So for all you people, oh, you you ain't going to vote for Trump. If he wins the nomination, I'll be the biggest Trump supporter on this podcast and on my Twitter page. You'll see that. But until then, I'm voting for Vivek. Um, 
my issue with Trump is that he can't pick nobody. He can't. He he's not good at picking people to represent this country. Uh, I mean, we can go up and down the list, but it would take too long. They're the people that just he hired and he just they absolutely destroyed this country. Bill Barr, Jeff Sessions, Mad Dog Mattis, uh, Mike Pence. I mean, the list goes on and on. I was screaming from the rooftops. Ted Cruz should be the VP. I I was on board with Ted. Ted Cruz being the VP, but he chose Mike Pence, a no-name, I think from Illinois or Iowa or something like that, just a no-name, nobody, nobody knew who he was, nobody cared, so why ain't I voting for Ron DeSantis? Well, I don't like it that Ron DeSantis is going around the country on a fake campaign tour, I don't like it, that, once again, that's playing political games. He's taking cheap shots at Trump, which I understand because Trump's taking shots at him. But at the same time, folks, you know, these two need to get it together. This ain't about your feud. This ain't about your hatred towards one another. We have a country that's in trouble. Get your mind off of each other and get your mind off and get your mind on the issues. We literally are in the middle of of a recession that's about to turn into the biggest depression that we've ever seen in this country. We have no time for political games. Get your minds off petty crap and get your minds on the issues that actually matter. Ron DeSantis, if you're going to run for president, just announce it already. Get it over with and let's get the show on the road. I want to see a debate. I want to see Nikki Haley, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy on the stage discussing these issues, and and so we, as the American people, can determine who is the right man or woman for the job. I don't feel like sitting here watching the news every night, watching DeSantis and Trump attack each other. That ain't what, we, we're too busy for that. We are too, nobody cares, guys. We're too deep. In the middle of a recession, gas prices, inflation, everything. We're hurting as a nation. We ain't got time for that. Get your mind on the issues. And that's all I've got to say about that. That's the reason I'm supporting Vivek. So I know that this first episode was all over the map, right? And it's and you're probably sitting there wondering, man, I hope he ain't like that every podcast. Believe me, it won't be. Um... Tomorrow, I'm going to have a, um, I'm going to do this every day, and uh, starting today, I'm going to do an episode every night, and, um, you know, th- th- this is just something that I want to do, I want to talk, and, and I just, I love talking politics and talking religion, and, uh, you know, there's going to be times I get on here and just preach, maybe, and, and just talk the Word of God, and there's going to be times I get on here and I talk about politics, and, and whatever the title is, that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, there's going to be guest hosts on here from time to time. There's going to be people on here talking and and um, um, answering questions and just giving their input on things. So I'm very excited about this podcast, Outspoken, and, and I hope you are too. I hope that you find this to be enjoyable and that you find it informative. That's what it's all about. So um, I will see you tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. That's when I upload these. So make, be sure you check out my Twitter, my Rumble, and YouTube for uh, episode drops. Uh, they'll be uploaded probably about 8.45, 9 o'clock, whenever uh, 
whenever Rumble and I've been having trouble out of Rumble and YouTube and uploading stuff. So hopefully we don't come into contact with that. But um, um, good thing this is on Spotify too. I thank Spotify for allowing me on here and allowing me to speak, and uh, we we thank them for that. So. You can find us on Spotify, and you can find these episodes on Rumble and YouTube. I'm Pastor Brewster Smith with Outspoken. I thank you all for tuning in, and I will talk to you tomorrow night. God bless you.